Welcome to the first podcast shot entirely in VR. This is Elevated Studios. for coming out uh this is episode four we appreciate all the support thus far um but today we have alex vr coming on the show he is a veteran in the space um he has a great social media following a successful podcast of his own um but what we're going to be talking about today is b haptics and uh he is the community manager for b haptics and uh he's He's got an exciting show in store for us, so if you'd like to welcome Alex VR up to the stage, we can get rolling. There he is. What's up, Alex? Let's go. (laughs) How's it going, Ben? How's it going, guys? Thank you for having me. (laughs) You're welcome, man. Thanks for coming on. Thank you. What's up, everybody? Yeah, Good so to see ya. Before we get going on the show, man, we got a little present for you. We got a surprise. I don't know if you saw it in um, some of our Twitter posts that we were revealing, but we made you your very own haptic suit to wear on our show. So we no, got you one did each of us. So oh, snap it on. Boom! Oh, it Boom. snaps on. What? You got the ads and everything, man. Oh my gosh. You guys see this? Look at this. This is like one to one right here. It's practically the real thing. Oh man. Dude, look at us, us, man. Who would have thought? Dude, I mean, this is what it's like to (laughs) To wear one too. Like when you put it on, you are just instantly like elevated in awesomeness. All of a sudden, you're like, oh man. Oh, this is so good. (laughs) I like that word. Thank you guys. This is elevated. (laughs) <laughs> yeah. Thank you guys Smooth. so much, man. This is great. It's so uh it's it's I love doing stuff like this. I love how more and more we're starting to see, you know, builders creating shows and putting on their own broadcast entirely inside VR. Like there's VR cameramen, there's VR audience members, there's VR hosts. It's it's fantastic. I am so excited to be here. I love what you guys are doing, and uh it's a pleasure and an honor to be on the show. Thank you. Thanks, man. We're excited. Um, yeah, so just to get into things today, uh, for those of you up in the clouds who might not know what B-Haptics is, uh, it's a it's a hardware company, but Alex, if you want to go into a little bit of the tech behind the hardware and what a haptic suit is, um, just, to, just to inform the audience, I think that'd be a good place to start. Sounds great. So obviously, um, it, it, you know, you there. Well, I don't know about obviously, but there may be some people out there who are unfamiliar with it, it, what a haptic suit is at all. And haptics, of course, refer to the idea, the sensation of touch. And a haptic suit is a suit that you wear on your physical body in the real world that translates what you're experiencing in virtual reality or in other applications as well um, into tactile feelings on through motors on a vest. So. So B Haptics is the first consumer available haptic suit company. They make insanely high quality, easy to use, wearable haptic devices that work with the most popular 
uh, VR headsets and titles, Oculus Quest 2 and Steam and all the games that we all know and love. They work intimately with developers to create native implementations into the game. So that way, when you are playing your favorite game, you are connecting with it through the feeling of interacting with the world on your body, whether it's the vest being it on your torso, or there's arm pieces that allow you to feel recoil and weapons. There's a face called the tactile for face that kind of replaces your face cushion that allows you to feel when you're getting punched yeah. in the face in a, in a boxing game, or if you get headshot <laughs> and onward, you'll feel it. So it is, uh, it's honestly amazing. And, you know, I was talking um, with uh, John in the lobby before we came out here, and we were talking about you know, like meeting someone in high five and the idea that like when you shake someone's hand in real life, there's something magical that kind of happens there. You know, you're connecting with them and you exchange that feeling together. And in VR, we find ways to emulate it through like the vibration in the controllers. And for me, the, the high five isn't real until I feel that vibration. It's like, we're trying, we're trying, we're trying, and then it vibrates and Boom. that's what makes it real. So Haptics really do make this stuff real, and uh, it's a super exciting space to be in right now. Yeah, so like it's it's essentially, I mean, for the mainstream audience who grew up just like with a PlayStation or an Xbox controller, you might have something in the game that's really exciting or exhilarating, and you'll feel your controller shake. Um, but the haptic suit, it's essentially the same concept, just with vibrations and little motors all throughout the vest, correct? Yep, that's exactly it. The uh, like our mainstream most popular uh, product, the one that what we're wearing right now is emulating is called the Taxuit X40. And it features 40 individual motors, there's 20 on the front, and then 20 on the back. And with the native implementations, there are patterns that are integrated. So one of my favorite games is Rocket League and Rocket League has really awesome haptics nice. in the controller. When you're jumping around, it's like, you can like feel that thing shaking in your hand. When you score a goal, boom, huge explosion goes off. It's shaking your controller like crazy. You like can't leave your, your controller sitting on your table if you play Rocket League. Cause like in the menu, it's <laughs> like, like shaking the crap out of your table. Um, so the, in the native implementations, what they do is they create what are called tact files, and we have an online editor that kind of has this like overlay of all the different motors that exist on the vest, and you can draw on it, choose individual motors, t change how long they activate for and stuff, and we create custom haptic files for each individual action in the game. So if there's a flamethrower, for example, we'll go in and make sure that that haptic feels the way it should like the pulsing flame coming out at the end of that thing you know and we can tweak it and change it accordingly <laughs> so it's completely customized when you're in the vr experience and it's not just you know translating audio into haptic vibrations it's really giving you feelings as it's intended to be yeah and bravo bravo <laughs> i i would say like the first time I really got intrigued with VR or even haptic suit technology was actually just the movie Ready Player One to where I remember he's on the dance floor and she's just like, you can see his suit move. And that movie takes place in 2045. And I was like, man, that's going to be cool someday. And then I stumbled across mm -hmm. B haptics and I was just blown away. I was blown away at the price of the suits. They're really not... Um, I mean, they're pricey, but they're not outrageous. I mean, I, I, I know you guys have a few different 
remotes and suits. Uh, can you just dive into the differences between some of those? Absolutely. So as I mentioned, the TechSuit X40 is kind of like the standard model. That's basically what I would recommend. If it's in your budget, that's where you would start with the B-Haptics devices. Um, it has 40 motors, like we talked about earlier, um, and it runs and it, it comes at 499 So 499 you can get it straight from B-Haptics. We have a couple of partnered retailers, but 499 is the price of the haptic suit. Um, for the X40. Then we also have the X16, which is a haptic vest that features 16 motors instead of 40 motors, hence the name, the X16. And that's eight on the front and eight on the back. And what that vest does is essentially delivers the same experience that you'll get with the X40, but the patterns are not as fleshed out or as specific. You know, our brains do quite a bit to bridge the gap for us when the visual is there, when the when the audio is there, when we're immersed in the experience. When we high five in Horizon, we're not really focused on, oh, my controller just vibrated. You just high five him. Yep, that was good. And you move on. So, you know, a lot of times when haptics are done well, it should be almost, it should, you know, it can be done subtly and just a small little bump really goes a long way. Also, if you play a thing on Nintendo, Nintendo are the masters of this. Like if you open a door, they'll give you just a little, like a little tiny bump just to kind of connect yep. you to what's happening, you know, and that goes, like I said, a really, really long way. So with the X16, you'll get a very similar experience as you get with the X40, uh, and that's at 299 And honestly, if, okay. if the X40 is not in your budget, but the X16 is, you know, and 99 is too much, but 299 you can make happen. I totally think it's 100% a safe bet. I think you'll totally be happy with it. Um, it does run a little bit smaller than the X40. You know, if you are like a, you know, a taller person, you know, if you're like six or more, the X16 might ride a little high on you and you might wish you would have just spent the extra to get the X40, if I'm being honest. Um, yeah. Yeah. But, you know, other, and if you're, if you're super tall, you know, average height, like someone like me or, you know, teenage, Especially like if you've got like a an enthusiastic teacher in your life who loves VR, the X16 will blow them away. Like that is like such a amazing bang for your buck. It works with so many awesome games, um, and I really love it. So nice. in addition nice. to the vests, we also have the Tactosi line, which are armbands that go around your wrist and forearm. Our hand pieces that allow you to feel when you're blocking punches in boxing. Throw your hands up and you can feel them on the back. And then there are even the Tactosi for feet, which limited use cases, but my favorite being in population one, when as I'm flying, when I land on the ground, I get like a nice haptic sensation in my feet. That's really great. That's just wild. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And since um, we're talking about it, really the most, in my opinion, the most practical current use of haptics right now outside of immersion, which really is the reason to own it, in my opinion, like the, to get into haptics is to immerse yourself. Like it is to connect with the virtual world in a way that is simply more real because you are allowing another sense, which is very pivotal for us in establishing reality to enter the conversation, you know? So immersion is definitely number one, but on top of immersion, there really is actually a competitive advantage to using this in your favorite shooter games, because yes. as it currently stands in order to determine the direction of 
incoming damage or incoming enemy fire, oftentimes we have to rely on stuff like visual indicators, maybe like a red glow, a red arrow or something that flips around in my view. And I almost have to take my eyes off of what I'm doing in order to determine where the damage is coming in. And, and if you know, and I know if, if you're playing something competitive, it's too late at that point, you know, but with something yeah. like be haptics, when you are having incoming fire coming in, it actually registers that directionally. So if I'm getting shot from behind, my vest is going to vibrate from the direction that that, that, uh, that, that projectile came from. And I'll have the opportunity to react way faster than if I was relying on my eyes to notice a visual indicator on my screen to tell me that information. So in my opinion, you're, you're giving yourself a competitive advantage if you're allowing yourself to embrace uh, the haptic suit when you're playing stuff like shooters. Yeah, that was, that was actually a talk I wanted to dive into a little bit. I remember as a kid, if you had the Turtle Beach headset, you were just like an elite gamer because you could hear the fo- the subtle footsteps around you and you'd instantly, boom, turn, bang, bang, bang. Um, so it sounds like that that was a question I had for you. Do you think it's a competitive advantage? And um, it might, might sound like Biohazard up there. Uh, it might tie into why he's so good, but... well listen you're either born with it or you're not you know what i mean that guy is born with it okay (laughs) haptics it's it's just like it's just like it's just like giving achilles a really nice weapon you know it doesn't matter like he's gonna do (laughs) he's a warrior yeah but uh but but really it comes down to like that that kind of person too you know like are you the kind of person who would want that edge you know or do you realize that you don't want to have to take your eyes off of what's happening to get that information, you know, like if you can, if you can wrap your head around the idea that that would be beneficial, I do, I think it's a no brainer. I think it would absolutely make perfect sense for you. I think you would love it. I think it would do everything that you want it to do. Of course, there's a lot of people out there that currently have expectations after seeing stuff like ready player one, where you can feel a woman's fingers running down your chest. If she reaches out, that's not going to happen. You know, at least not with be It's not right now. That's like saying you can feel yeah. a woman touching you through your PlayStation controller, you know, <laughs> like it's, it's just vibration. Yeah. You know? Your brain is doing a lot of, of the work for you but the subtle vibration at the right time in the right moment with the audio with the visuals all the dots connect and the native implementations are so much fun like it i'm so excited hopefully for um conventions and expos to come back and people to kind of gather and have the opportunity to come out to some expos and try this stuff firsthand because it's kind of like vr you know it's one of those things where like unless you try it you it's hard for you to really conceptualize what it is that you're missing out on, you know? hundred percent, hundred percent. And just, just going back to like a shooter game real quick. Let's say I got shot in the back with like a pistol. Does that vibrate differently than if someone hits me with an RPG? Like are the vibration sensations stronger based off of like how hard I throw a boxing punch? Like if I hit you with a haymaker versus a jab, like how in depth does it go? Short answer, absolutely. Um, long answer, it, it's, it is 
totally up to how deep the developer um, of the native implementation wants to dive into it. You know, there are some developers that love the idea of Behaptics, but they're so busy with their own update releases and stuff like that, they don't have a ton of time to implement. So some of them are okay with a more simple, just, hey, there's directional, you know, feedback. It's all the same. There you go. You know, enjoy your Behaptics implementation. <laughs> you Makes know, sense. and we're happy to take <laughs> any kind of partnership that we can get. But that's one of the reasons why we love to be so involved. And frankly, we're passionate about this. You know, like I'm a passionate gamer. So for me, it's easy to play a game and be like, oh, wait a second. That pistol should have been half of the haptic of the rpg you know so i will i actually do a lot of haptic designing myself um, for some of these implementations where i will organize a whole folder for the developers i'm like okay here you go like you know use you know this one for the rpg and uh the grenades use this one for all of the rifles use this one for the pistols and then we're able to get exactly what you're talking about where the pistol is a more subtle vibration you know the the ak is lighting you up and if you pick up you know like the <laughs> the sub auto you know the sub automatic like the m10 or whatever your whole vest is just like <laughs> shaking like crazy nice. because that's what the recoil would do if you're holding a weapon like that like these are some of the obvious applications of haptics right like you're getting struck you're blowing up you know you're taking damage but the thing that really sold me honestly totally like the like the thing that just took it over the top was when i was playing the the uh the modded implementation of half-life alex and i picked up a piece of resin and dropped it over my shoulder and i felt the pattern down my back and land at the bottom of my back and it felt like i dropped something into a backpack on my back and it was like oh my god like before it just disappears you know like i just hold it over my shoulder and now it's gone but when i wore the vest i felt it land in my bag back there and it was like mind-blowing moment you know like that is when i was sold on it and i was like oh it is so much more than just shaking when you're getting damaged i see where this is going yeah so really a developer can take it as far as they want i mean i think a great artist does those subtle details to that level to where it's just like yeah you could do so much with that mm -hmm. <laughs> you could do so yep, much with like that. for um, another example i love the healing the healing patterns in a lot of games because you know this is nice. a vibrating thing a vibrating vest that you're wearing it actually kind of feels nice you know it can even be used to massage you if you do it the right way you know so if you grab a heel for example there might be like a nice like up and down pattern that like rushes over you a couple of times and you're like oh like it like physiologically <laughs> makes you feel better you know like it and that of course translates into the game experience or maybe you eat a piece of food in the game whereas before again you just see it disappear from your hand oh it's gone now but with the behaptics vest there's like an initial vibration for the bite and then you feel it kind of land down into your stomach just like a nice like trickling vibration what? that falls down and then lands there you know like those little those little moments are some of the most magical okay so going forward just a little bit um your role as a community manager uh and with behaptics you know what what does that all entail for you and and what's to come with behaptics for you and yeah just touch a little bit on what you do absolutely yeah definitely i uh, that's sounds like fun so i i personally first of all i should say i feel super grateful to work with such an amazing team um b haptics is a very small company there's like 13 to 15 employees something like that 
you know like most of the time when i tell people that they're pretty taken back they expect it to be you know 100 people or more but it's a very very intimate team um so to be pulled into something that is so intimate like that i truly um feel grateful and, and honored to work with people who are doing something so damn cool because let's be real this is awesome you know like these vests look amazing they do something really cool they work with all of my favorite games and i get to uh, connect intimately with developers of some of the things that I am most passionate about. Um, so I would say that like my primary role, like the thing I do the most of is make video tutorials. Um, you know, I am there, typically I'm there every step of the way when it comes to um, the integrations of the games. Oftentimes I'll reach out to developers myself and be like, hey, listen, you know, I'm community manager. Be haptics this game is perfect uh let's make this happen you know we'll send a, de a dev kit to any developer on the oculus quest who wants to get involved um they get the vest the arms the face they check it out they test it they implement the game we exchange uh ideas back and forth for haptics they communicate with our developers about the implementation and make sure that it's all squared away and then when it's all said and done i'll play through it test it and record that and then um, create a video that explains, uh, you know, by, for each game, kind of what you need to make sure you do to connect the vest properly, uh, what you can expect from the implementation, and, and kind of just uh, to hype it up as well, you know, and give everybody kind of the announcement. Hey, look, guess what? <laughs> Doom 3, boom, it's ready. Guess what? Synth Riders, boom. Guess what? Pop 1, boom, 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 boom. You know, just like <laughs> epic game, epic game, epic game, epic game. Um, so I get to play a lot of VR games um, as a result by doing that, which is, of course, awesome. Like, who doesn't want to say that they get to, for a living, play games and test stuff like that? Like, that's fantastic. Exactly. You know? Right. Um, so if Facebook so Horizon is listening, that, you know, if Facebook Horizon yeah, is listening, hey. it'd be nice for them to <clears throat> reach out and get some uh, some haptic, further haptic feedback than they already have. And, you know, let's... Let's further some high fives, some handshakes, and even some hugs totally. in here, man. That would be that would be some cool. Well, cool and they give the you guys atmosphere. the tools in here too to like to get crazy with this stuff. You know, you could put vibrations in the platform that that lifted me up when I came out here. You know, something on the bottom of the vest as we're going up there. You know, like you could put wind flowing through here from time to time. You know, there's a lot of fun stuff that yeah. you guys as developers, I'm sure, could do if you had uh, the ability to in the game. Hopefully, if uh, we land our final guest for the season, <laughs> we can have a little bit more influence on that. <laughs> Mark Zuckerberg. But no, nice. it's it's just good to yeah <laughs> shooting for shooting for the for the clouds. <laughs> but great. no, um, it's it's just good to bring awareness to the community. I know uh, Horizon has a community chat within Facebook, of course, like a big page. And just us sharing this episode will probably open a lot of eyes for people in that community. And uh, I think the more people get excited, I mean, it's just all about demand and about keeping your customers happy. So um, but Neos mm -hmm. is an, an interesting realm and uh, sounds like they have a great community as well. But it's it's cool seeing um, just different branches of the meta that Kevin and I follow just all start to kind of intertwine with each other. And it's just cool to kind of help make the space feel whole, I guess. But I think we're in a really sweet spot right now. 
you know like when you look at ready player one for example this is a very futuristic perspective but something that's somewhat concept like we can conceptualize a future like that um there's still a lot that goes into it right like there are even some haptic suits out there that closer resemble ready player one's haptic suit than what we have uh like tesla suit for example is like um yes like the other leading kind of haptic suit designer and i've had the opportunity to use that it's super cool that thing does motion capture it does like electrical haptic simulation and they're able to to make some really intense really awesome stuff happen you know but that being said in ready player one and stuff like it that is like this it's a pretty big commitment you know like he is in a full body thing you know like i was at ces when i tried the tesla suit and i went into a changing room took off all my clothes and put on this thing you know like it is literally a wetsuit you know so this is something that like (laughs) if you're just trying to jump into something forget it you know like this is like full dive kind of situation i'm ready to spend the next five to six hours like in vr for real kind of thing like same with ready player one you know he's like he's going in to stay in that kind of thing like full dive um right now the the public you know current like normal uh i don't want to shouldn't say normal but your typical vr user is not really doing much of that right like they're throwing the headset on they're playing a game of demio they're having a chat with someone you know they're going a couple of rounds of pop like whatever it is that they're doing it's happening in in a lot more bite-sized kind of chunks and the haptics i think has done a great job of like hitting that sweet spot when it comes to the friction where after you have you know learned what to do which is not you know, it's very simple to pair these things. It's typically just a Bluetooth pairing to either an app or now with the Quest, you just pair it straight to the Quest through the experimental features. Good experimental features, Bluetooth pairing, connect the vest, launch a game. Like it's super easy. And Beautiful. to wear the vest, all you do is throw it on. It's like a, it's kind of like a life jacket. You know, it's like just sitting there. I keep mine on a hanger on the door and I'll just take it off, unzip it, throw it on, zip it up, boom. Like, let's go. go. Like, I'm in VR. I've got to have a haptic vest on. You know, it's so fast, so easy to use. Um, and it may not always be, you know, as this technology advances and as we start to see more RPO kind of type things, I imagine that's going to have some friction that comes with it, you know? So I think we're in a cool spot right now where the friction is low. The technology has a long way to go, but it's at a point where it's really captivating, easy enough to use accessible and um frankly if i if i may say worth it even with ar applications is this something that could start tying into the augmented reality space i know there's not like pokemon go was your first big app that kind of put ar on the map but i know with snapchat working on things facebook working on things i think more and more ar apps are going to start um blowing up again and i didn't know if a haptic experience would be worth tying into uh, just your everyday life i think it'd be more for kids maybe 100 well, percent. I, I i think i think haptics have a place in any situation where you are perceiving multiple realities simultaneously you know like that's really what we're doing here right now is that i'm sitting in my room and my feet are on the carpet but i'm also sitting here on your virtual like i'm existing in two places at once right now and 
unless I feel the vibration of your high five, it's not really going to sell me on the idea that we just high five right there. You know, like the haptics are what connect us to the virtual world. It's the fact that I can feel that carpet under my foot right now that I know it's there. So it's haptics are insanely crucial when it comes to our ability to connect and, and stay immersed in the secondary reality that we're now starting to choose to perceive while also living in our initial reality. See, I personally feel that VR has a very deep, profound social impact that we have only barely started to scratch the surface of. And um, that's one of the reasons why I have decided to be so passionate and get involved is because I think there's something much bigger here than just games and stuff happening. So haptics are absolutely a a 100% crucial part of that. And I personally would love to see haptics and be haptics used in, in even more ways, you know, um, if I may, I'll say that I personally feel like there's a huge gap in the world of PC gaming when it comes to haptics, you know, keyboard and mouse players, they're playing all kinds of games and getting zero haptic feedback for any of the things that they're doing, you know, and there are some people who play games uh, like World of Warcraft or, you know, I guess maybe I shouldn't use them, right? Blizzard hasn't exactly been the best company to use as an example of something to do lately, but there are people who <laughs> play MMORPGs who only play that game. Like they would invest in anything that would enhance their experience in that game that they live and breathe. You know what I mean? And I personally would love to see some MMORPG mods for B haptics where like, if you take fire damage, you feel a flame, you know, or if you take electric damage, the thing shakes, you know? So if I'm maybe PVPing in an MMO or PVPing in a game or something, I can get tipped off to the kind of damage that's incoming based on what I'm feeling. And that could help me, you know, do stuff. So I see, tons of opportunities for haptics across the board pc gaming movies um you know immersive immersive media games all of it you know like i really do see haptics having a seat at the table when it comes to anything involved in digital experiences uh moving into the future that's wild i actually had never thought about it in like a movie theater like just watching a movie that could be like you used to go into the movie theater and get 3D glasses. Like, what if you got just a haptics vest and you were tied to the film in a more immersive way? And then when the Millennium There's, Falcon is taking really off, it's like, it's like slowly yes. vibrating and picking up, you know? Like, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, man, I mean, that's that kind of covers B haptics for the most part. Um, just tying back to Alex VR though, I mean, you have a great following, like we'd mentioned, you have a great podcast going on. Um, what, what are you doing to position yourself for the, for the growth this space has going forward? So Between Realities is the name of the podcast with, that I co-host with my friend Skiva on YouTube. And we have been really fortunate to have some incredible guests from in the VR industry to come and join us on the show. You know, we have had some of our favorite YouTubers. We've had developers. We've had, um, you know, philosophers. We've had uh, architects in VR. Like We've had so many different types of guests that can bring us perspective. And that is really... Uh, one of the things that I truly love about doing that show is that it allows me to connect intimately 
with so many people who are like movers and shakers in the VR industry. You know, we run the show for 90 minutes and 90 minutes of like sitting and just like riffing with someone and like getting to know them and like bouncing ideas back and forth. um, It creates a, a great connection, you know, and then that becomes someone who maybe you'll collaborate with on stuff again in the future, you know? So between realities has been a way for me to network and kind of expand my own growth and, you know, expand my circle and um, get perspective from people who are doing great things within the VR industry. You know, I really have to give credit where it's due and say that um, my introduction to like the whole VR world really was the PSVR and um, more intensely Firewall Zero Hour. I played endless hours of Firewall Zero Hour on my PSVR, like every morning I'd wake up and play it. And I noticed that a YouTuber got hired as a community manager for um, the developer First Contact Entertainment, it was PSVR Frank. And that like something connected in my head. I was like, wait a second. Like he just got a job like working for my favorite game by standing in front of a camera and like saying stuff. And then I, like, he was my inspiration. I was like, oh my God, like he did it. Like he, he made a channel and then he went and got a job as community manager at my favorite game. So I am starting a YouTube channel. Yeah, I am starting a YouTube channel and that's exactly what I did. And, uh, you know, I, at first I initially thought that to get involved in this world that I would need to be a developer. I'd need to like learn how to write code. I'd need how to, how to make things. Um, but it, it kind of was coupled with this idea that like good people are hard to come by period, like in all industries yeah. across the board. And if there's something that you're passionate about and you have some skills, those people need you, like they need your help, you know? And I realized I already have skills, you know, I have communication skills. I have ways of contributing to this world. Um, and I'm going to lean into that, you know, I'm going to lean into my ability to make things happen and, um, not go and try to learn five new languages in order to contribute to this thing. So that's exactly what I did. I just started going to conventions, grabbed a camera and a microphone, boom, went to OC six, started interviewing everybody like crazy. And, uh, you know, before I knew it, I, uh, was rubbing elbows (laughs) with B haptics and yep. Now here we are. So well, I mean, it's, it's pretty awesome. And I would just want to say that then if, you know, if you're someone out there who loves this stuff, you're passionate about virtual reality, you're passionate about haptics, whatever it is that you're passionate about, uh, and you do think you have something to contribute, uh, lean into it a little bit, you know, like do what you can. Good people are hard to come by. So if you're good people, it's not what you know, it's who you know. So start introducing yourself, start doing stuff like this, you know, network with people, get on Twitter, comment on people's stuff, support them, like them, join and be active in the community and it will reciprocate. 100%. So, yeah, I mean, that's, that's pretty much a wrap, man. I think you're sitting good. Um, We're, we're thankful that you came on today and uh, I hope it was a good show for all you guys up there. Um, but yeah, that's dude, look at this right. audience. It's so awesome. Thank you guys all so much for coming in and, uh, and watching and being a part of this Kev C. Thank you guys so much for having me here. Elevated is really awesome. You guys surpassed my expectations, uh, with this room and with my amazing little haptic vest here. And, uh, <laughs> it's been so much fun. It was a real pleasure.
Hey guys, thanks for watching. Please give us a follow, subscribe, or tip on our socials at ElevatedXR. Thanks, and see you next time.